Welcome, guys. This is episode 10 of Borderless Impact. My name is Freddie Saliba, and this is Jordan Wickless. This is part two of our interview with Peko. Bienvenidos. So in this episode, we talk about uh, the famous Easter Island, which, although it's technically part of Chile, very different to kind of Chile because it's, you know, people don't really consider themselves from Chile, but it's such an important place that we really wanted to touch on. So we're lucky to go into this a bit more. Uh, the other part we also talked about today was kind of other beach areas, as other little tips that Peko had and where he'd recommend going besides all the other sort of places that we've spoken about or will speak about throughout this season. Listen now and listen to the whole thing. This one's a great episode for all of you guys who've been intentionally been looking at ever visiting Easter Island. We really get down into what it's like. Um, Peko's experienced himself traveling there because even, even though, like Freddie was saying, it is technically a part of uh, Chile, it does not feel very Chilean. And most Chileans will tell you that it's kind of a uh, world apart from from anything that's familiar to them. So really just a mystical place and uh, give you all the, all the information you could ever want. So what's also great is Peko's boyfriend grew up in Easter Island. So he's got a real unique perspective as well compared to a lot of Chileans. So yes, being able to see it from their point of view, but also as a Chilean as well. So yeah, really, really cool. Really interesting. Hope you guys enjoy and let's get into it. So join us as we chat with locals, expats and experts so you can be better immerse yourself in cultures and the people around the world, traveling more conscientiously, all while leaving a positive impact wherever you go, wherever you're from, wherever you are. This is Borderless Impact. So besides Pichilemu, obviously Chile is quite, as we were mentioning before, you know, you're always three hours from a beach and it's a really long country. So you've got the coast, coastal area the whole way up Chile. What other places would you recommend people to check out or at least put on their short list when they're looking at coming to Chile? Beachy speaking or in general? It's many more, yeah, like coastal. So stuff on the, the sea or, as I said before, we've got, like episode, some episodes on Patagonia. We've talked about San Pedro de Atacama, Santiago, Valparaiso, that sort of area. Yeah. So I guess if there's anything else you want to mention and the rest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <So> even <laughs> even island stuff. Um, if you've ever been to Easter Island, do you want to talk about that at all, or Chilway, or anything like yeah. that? <laughs> I was in Easter Island last year. Oh yeah. Oh really? Like in May last year mm-hmm. it's amazing it's like a completely different country i felt like a bit of jamaica chilenized that kind of vibe you can get to surf also there they have very good waves and well then it is very mystical yeah yeah the people is also bittersweet you can get very nice and kind but they also have their temper, their pride, they protect a lot what it's theirs. For example, you can take any 
stone from the ground. You can get a vine. Uh, you can you can take anything. If you want to take some fruits or veggies or things like that, you have to first ask like permission to a governmental entity, and they they have to check it. And sometimes you can't get it out. And sometimes you can. It also depends on them. That's crazy. So, is there specific like fruit or vegetables that are in Easter Island that you can't find elsewhere? Or um, I think you can at least the, the ones I tried. I you can find them elsewhere, but not the same taste as the ones there. For example, the bananas were very small, like this small, but they were very like creamy and and very sweet. Yeah, for those that can't see, it's like fits in the palm of your hand. Should add that in. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Pineapples also are, are like this. The same sort of. Yeah, really tiny. This small, very yellow, yeah. and very sweet mm. too. Like the, the tastes are like improved somehow. The mangoes are big. Guayabas. That's so weird. Baltas, avocado. They have a lot of avocado. Almost uh, hmm. more avocado. Like those are. Like, yep. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a melon, almost. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, like a small melon, like a cantaloupe or something. That would be nuts. They're massive. Wow. Very tasty. I know in places like Peru, where they grow, where they grow at like super high altitudes, a lot of fruit there is described as being unlike, like, the taste of it is unlike fruit grown anywhere else because being grown so high it just naturally is sweeter for whatever reason i don't know the science behind it but more nutrient rich and so it grows better but for something like easter island like i i don't think that has super high altitude at all as far as i know imagine it's relatively close to sea level being an island but um i wonder why it would taste different i think it's it's because that it's tropical it's it's very hot and humid so it's very different uh, to the, the weather in chile we don't have hot and humid. So that's why it's very, it's very different. I heard also the people there aren't the most welcoming to like Chileans as much. They're a bit better with other foreigners. Yeah. Would you say that's true? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah? 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. They have like this distant, distance to Chileans. Yeah. What? Why is that? Do they see you as like conquerors or something? Um, might be one, because they don't feel like Chileans. They don't want to feel like Chileans. They're Rabanui. They don't even call themselves Pascuenses, uh, like Isla de Pascua or Easter Island, because they are the Rabanui culture. That's mm-hmm. their their name, their language, their way of life. Yeah, mm. and they don't feel like Chileans. So the other thing is that a lot of Chileans go to Australia as tourists and stay there and get a job and get to live there. They cannot do it anymore because of the people that wouldn't allow more Chileans to go there to steal their jobs and blah. I think that's why they have this like distance with Chileans. Yeah. Hmm. They don't like us. That's interesting. Did you find that a lot when you were there? Not a lot. 
I stayed with uh, my boyfriend's family, so I, I was welcome everywhere I, I go. Okay, because he's, he's from there? Yeah, his family is from there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he lived like his childhood there and then moved to Santiago. But yeah, well, while I was partying and having drinks and bars, we had like some situations that get me to feel their projection to Chileans. Like I, I get the difference when they speak with themselves, with me or my boyfriend. Even if he was from there, they don't treat him like one of them anymore. Wow. Because he left? Yeah, because they don't know him like mm. every day. They don't smell him. Yeah. He don't smell <laughs> like them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. What language do they speak there? Because it's oh, not yeah. Spanish, is it? It's Rabanui. Rabanui, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they speak Spanish. And most of them speak Rabanui. So sometimes you, you, you get to understand the Spanish and they they get in some words that... What is this? No, it's not Spanish. <laughs> it's like a, a little bit similar to French. But huh. very distant. Really? Huh. Very good. Yeah, they, they also f- um they also prefer to to feel themselves like French colonized than Chilean colonized. Because they have a lot of influence from Tahiti. So they prefer to feel like Tahitians rather than Chileans. It's so weird. So strange. Yeah. <laughs> so some of them also ask us speak. French. So random. I don't think anyone would would ever be able to guess that if they've never been or if they never knew anything about that. It reminds me a lot of the way like anything basic I've ever learned about uh, Hawaii. It's kind of similar in the fact that it's, you know, just this island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean away from everywhere. They're just so spiritual, so majestic in their own right and so defying of of the odds in so many ways. We have no idea how people got there. They ride these, the ideas that native people from essentially Chile or, or wherever in South America or Central America got on small boats and then made their way to places like Easter Island or Hawaii. It's just crazy. The fact like there's so much we just don't know. These, these crazy places, places that eventually, even like the way you kind of talk about how, uh, uh, the native, I don't know what they're called. Not, it wouldn't be Easter Island is what, it, what was their Rapa culture Nui? called again? <laughs> Rapanuis. Rapanuis. So it is Rapanuis. Rapanuis. <laughs> the Easter Islanders. <laughs> Can't pronounce it too well. <laughs> Easter Island. They probably wouldn't lie that <laughs> too much. Sounds horrible. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds so ignorant. It sounds so white. It's horrible. I don't know. It just reminds me of the way that I like things I've learned about native Hawaiians just like you you essentially have taken this land from us, but we've lived here and lived off this land forever. And as far as I know, I mean, I'm generalizing, but in a lot of ways, like native Hawaiians feel very similarly. It seems they don't necessarily see themselves as being um, quote unquote Americans. They're Hawaiian first. It's interesting. It was weird to hear you talk about it and see that the parallels these like spiritual places. I think it's because it's that they're 
they're physically separated from every other place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, sure. they first want to feel themselves like the, their own culture. Yeah. And after that, they they get to think on which ally will I have. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, Nick. As a tourist, though, like, is it better to learn Spanish, or do they speak a reasonable amount of English, or speak try and learn some of their language, Rapa Nguyen? No, you don't need to get to learn their language. It's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can live with Spanish, and the ones that work with tourism the most, they speak English. I think maybe I, I think they do also with French. They know the basic to sell their stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, just listing maybe some other places you'd recommend. I'd probably off the top of my head one that you mentioned, like La Serena, probably a nice one to visit. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd recommend for people to check I don't, out? I don't like La Serena. No, really. no it's all right. It's not the no. Not much, but what would you recommend them? It's very cloudy. I recommend Iquique. Mm-hmm. It's way yep. north. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of beach. Yeah. Like the like the most famous Chilean beach are from Iquique, Bahia Inglesa, like English Bay. Ah, Bahia Inglesa. Yep. It's also a very pretty beach. It has white sands, turquoise water. And the water in the whole Chile is, is freezing cold. That's a point that yeah. we haven't yeah. talked about. It's freezing cold. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Iquique is the least because it's, it's the nearest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And desert. But Close yeah. Arica also. It's, a, it's a, another very important surfing spot. And south, Niebla. Niebla is, is like in the eighth region. No, no it's very deep stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very small beach. It has very good empanadas. Mm. Made of uh, mussels and things they fish around there. It's not very well known. It's very pretty, pretty quiet, beautiful landscapes. And well, deep south, you don't have many more beaches because it gets very rainy and not very more that Patagonia style when it just gets colder the more south yeah. you go yeah <laughs> it's like unbearable yeah well in, in near Santiago you have Viña del Mar that's the closest beach we have the most famous one also and you have also a couple of places where you can get to surf too you have pretty decent waves I think that's the the main spot I know yeah perfect well Put them all in the show notes and probably write up a little list and thing for people to kind of look through visually for sure. Especially yeah. with the, <laughs> the words people go, what, what, what? How do we spell that? <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the non-beachy parts of Chile, the south is very famous for the lakes. Yeah. There's an area, the region of the lakes, that has around seven big lakes. They're all connected like a, in a route. So you can get to visit the whole lakes. Every lake is a whole new new experience. That's also worth. Where is that again? It's like in the, in the 
deep south, like near it, it's between Puerto Montt and Pucón. Ah, yeah, yeah, Pucón is also, yeah, Pucón's beautiful. I think that's the first lake, and then it goes south. Oh, okay, yeah, so I've probably got a couple of those in there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of volcanoes also. That's another part of Chile, which is quite fascinating. Yeah, that's you another post- podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's mostly everything. I don't know if you would maybe know or not. Do you have to have any kind of permit to go fishing on the ocean or maybe like deep sea fishing or anything like that? Is that possible for people to do? Rent a boat and go fish out in the ocean like if you if you need a permit yeah like in the u.s you have to apply for a permit before you can go fish for anything you have to have a fishing license is there something like that that people would have to get or that you would maybe know of mm, not that if I know. not that's okay it's like a, kind of a last no no I, I think that we don't need a permit to fish it's not very common because people don't do it but not because we can't Really? So therefore, yeah. they don't need to regulate, probably. Fishing while I was a child, without a permit, every time we won. Either that or they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do it, like, massively, so I don't think it's uh, yeah. it's necessary to ask for permission yeah. to do it. Fair enough. Americans ruin everything, so we have to ask. <laughs> oh, the same here. <laughs> so come fishing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I got to make my way down. If people are interested in following you or asking any questions is there anywhere that they could do that with instagram or something like that yeah sure of course so what what is it again so it's my instagram palpeco i don't know if you you, you would say it like that in english yeah but it's p-a-l-p-e-k-o perfect yeah that's correct <laughs> palpeco yeah that's is me. that like my pal peco um, is that the idea no no it's it's a, it's like um it's like a curse like a bad word oh when you say you are palpico <laughs> oh yeah like i'm yeah, yeah, still, yeah. i'm fucked but it's palpico. palpico i feel palpico i i feel shit i feel bad oh, or yeah. when a situation is very bad so no palpico. that's awesome there you go or even good it's like intense like all people like if you're saying it in a positive way, it's also very like intense. So I just put that paper. I like it. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank it. you so much for jumping on. Yeah, really thank appreciate you. your time. If you want, you can you can publish my party. I'm doing parties, online parties on Fridays. Oh yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, yeah. Tomorrow we have the second party. You join us, the first one. Yep. You're the one that was. On not in Chile. Daylight dancing <laughs> in the countryside. In, in the light. We were all... <laughs> the daytime. <laughs> yeah. Trees and clouds and sun and everything. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we're we're uh, starting to make parties mm-hmm. on Zoom. Yeah. We now have two DJs. I'm one. Tomorrow there's another one from Valdivia. The south of Chile. So we start at 10 Chilean hour. Which is currently Eastern Standard Time in US, currently. <laughs> Eight? No, I think at the moment it's the same time in Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, it's, it's 10. Yeah. Uh, cool. Nine Central, 
Eight Mountain, yeah. Seven Pacific. I don't know all that, but <laughs> nice. Are you planning to do that for the next? Yeah, we're planning it at least for four parties at the beginning. Well, yeah, we have go-go dancers, performers, and we invite people to show their cameras. If they don't want to show them, you can just listen to the music and watch the show. It's free. So yeah, it's like a window to people to to artists for artists to show themselves to enjoy the music. DJs to show their music. It's like a and it's all in Spanish. Music is not Spanish. Music is universal. No, <laughs> no, it's so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, what else? Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk much. <laughs> We're just singing dance. in Spanish. <laughs> no, so it's more like what? How would you describe the style of music? Like instrumental, no voices. I think it's mainly electro um, from techno, house, disco, but mainly techno, old school, new one. That's sweet. Like, like the go-go cliche, that kind of music. And the, the intention of the party is also to, to show the LGBTQI plus community. Like it's focused on, on their their community for them to show themselves. There's a lot of transsexual performers and we are collecting money for the, for the, for the trans community because it's, it's more like to, to show that they don't have the opportunity to get real jobs because they, they have been always discriminated and they just get to get money out of prostitution or drug selling or nowadays cutting hair is like the, the only thing they could do. So that's a, a focus where we're giving to the party also. So part of the money we collect goes to help that community. Nice. That's awesome. We'll definitely have to share that and yeah. Yeah, thanks again. Thank you guys. Chat soon. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Yeah. You know, it was awesome fun. Thanks again to Peko for joining us. I know we did. Yeah. And jump on that live Zoom event. He said that it's going to be at least four weeks and that will be the fourth week this Friday, tomorrow. We'll be sharing it on our Instagram. If he does more, just follow him, follow us and we'll just continue to share them so you're aware uh awesome they're a lot of fun a little underground sort of electronic music yeah really awesome and kind of exactly what we're wanting to talk about and the reason getting into this podcast is for you guys to be able to see these things that you wouldn't really see as a normal tourist really like come on who <laughs> who's gonna find these random underground trance things Oh, I know, yeah. If you just travel to Chile. And the great thing about COVID is it's happening now. So. I don't know what kind of social circles you guys are running in, but uh, reach out. Expand your horizons. For sure. All right. See you guys next week.